0: Welcome to another episode of My Climate Diet, the podcast where I'm shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Pettibone, and I feel like doing nothing, or rather, buying nothing. Today, I want to talk about a hallowed tradition following American Thanksgiving Buy Nothing Day. What is Buy Nothing Day? It's an activist holiday, or put differently, an international day of protest against consumerism. It started in 1992 in Vancouver, Canada, by artist Ted Dave, but I've known it through the campaigns by Adbusters, a Canadian artist collective and nonprofit organization that uses slick design to question consumerism and corporate capitalism. Since the early 90s, they've worked hard to promote Buy Nothing Day among their other campaigns, which include things like turning off electronics on moon day, every full moon, replacing corporate logos with black spots and supporting the global climate strike and extinction rebellion. Adbusters famously had spoof ads for buy nothing day rejected by every US television station except CNN in 1996. Take a listen. The average North American Consumes five times more than a Mexican. Ten times more than a Chinese person. And 30 times more than a person from India. We are the most voracious consumers in the world. A world that could die because of the way we North Americans live. Give it a rest. November 23 is Buy Nothing Day. In the 90s, it became a bigger deal that this ad was rejected, because all it did was call for people not to buy things, then I think the ad would have made a difference if it had aired in the first place. But at any rate, interesting. Since its inception, Buy Nothing Day has become popular in 65 countries. Most places celebrate on American Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving in the United States that's also one of the biggest shopping days of the year. If you live in the U.S., you likely have one of those ubiquitous videos in your head of shoppers storming a big box store, vying desperately to get their hands on the limited sale items and trending holiday gifts, pushing other people out of the way, causing injuries, shouting matches, you name it. Yeah, that's Black Friday. And as you can imagine, that sort of herd mentality for junk, because come on, how many of those must have gadgets that people fought over even five years ago are still being used, leads to overproduction, more extraction of resources, and more climate emissions. The link is there, but it's not always made explicit. So I will say it. The more stuff we buy, the more damage we do to the planet. Less here really is more. Okay, so Adbusters has been a big force in promoting Buy Nothing Day. And it's all about stopping consumerism or at least taking a brief look at ourselves in the mirror. But what do you do? Buy Nothing organizers have several suggestions for forms of celebration. At its core, Buy Nothing Day is about stepping out of the consumerist system. So the bare minimum is to not buy anything on Friday, November 29th of this year. No online purchases, no groceries, no early Christmas presents, no impulse buys. Think of all the great things you can do with your newly won free time. Hang out with friends and family, read a book, start making presents, or clean out your home. Meditate all day or take a run. Go to the library. In short, you can do anything as long as it doesn't require money. If it's not enough for you to just not click buy now on your favorite online shop, there are some great buy nothing day protest actions. The first is credit card cut up. Here, people set up booths in shopping malls and encourage consumers to cut off spending at the source by borrowing money you don't have on a credit card. All you need is a card table and a pair of scissors, and you can help those afflicted by affluenza to make a change by cutting up their credit cards. There are great resources about getting out of debt. My go-to is the book Your Money or Your Life. The website, yourmoneyoryourlife.com, has lots of links to more information on how to live within your means. WorldMart. This is a fun one that also counts as exercise. Grab some friends and head to a big box store of your choice. Then take out shopping carts and just stroll, run, or dance through the aisles without picking out any items. If you like performance art but are more of a horror film fan, then you want to try the zombie walk. Like the Whirlmart, you're going to head to the mall, but here you just mill around aimlessly, zombie-like. Finally, you can join a protest. You can put up posters for Buy Nothing Day in your local shopping center. Or this year, you go to what, where I hope most people will be, which is the global climate strike. Fortunately, this year, there's a second global climate strike following the one in September, this coming Friday, which is also Buy Nothing Day. You can look for, the, for where the strike is in your city at fridaysforfuture.org. Now, I'm excited about Buy Nothing Day, but I'm also a little torn because I'm going back to the junk house, which you may remember from episodes 19 and 20, to finish cleaning it out. That means I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the climate strike this time. It starts in Berlin at noon and my train is at four. So technically I could make it, but I'd have to come back, pick out my son Okay, you don't need the details. It would be stressful. So I'm going to try to make it, but I think it's not in the cards for me this time. That means it's more important to me that you go. I really, really hope that everyone listening to my voice goes to a global climate strike. And if you do, please send me a line and maybe even a picture about how it was. Because, oh man, so important to be there. So stupid with my planning of train travel. What's giving me hope this week? The European Investment Bank has agreed to stop investing in fossil fuels by the end of 2021. Okay, this is a year later than they originally planned, but it's still a huge win for the divestment movement, which I talked about on episode nine, More Money, More Emissions. The EIB has over $556 billion in investments. It is the largest central bank in the world, so the fact that they're divesting completely from fossil fuels is a big deal. The flip side is, compared to a lot of other large banks, they don't have that much invested in fossil fuel right now. The relatively small $11.8 billion uh, was invested from 2013 to 2017, according to Bankwatch, or... The pocket change of about $6.2 million per day. According to The Guardian, energy projects applying for EIB funding will have to show they can produce one kilowatt hour of energy while emitting less than 250 grams of carbon dioxide. This is really great. There's one loophole for, quote, projects of common interest that could include more than 50 natural gas projects. But still, all in all, this is a huge move in the right direction. In addition, this past Saturday, the divestment movement hit the football field. During the halftime of the annual Harvard-Yale football game, hundreds of activists, fans, and several players stormed the field and chanted for the two schools to divest their endowment's investment portfolios with a combined $71 billion dollars From fossil fuels. They stayed on the field until they were escorted off and arrested by police officers, delaying the game over an hour and causing the game to go into the dark. One father was quoted in the Washington Post saying, they're all supposed to be intelligent people. It looks like there's a lot of common sense that has missed their generation. It goes to show that this generation is all about themselves and not a football game. Now, I want to hang on this a moment. I think this quote shows perversely just how important and how selfless this movement really is. I gladly stand for a habitable planet over a football game. And I think one hour of football is the smallest possible Price to pay for raising awareness about the divestment movement and pushing huge, important sums of money into something that does a better job of promoting this generation's future. So, I've got to say, I'm very hopeful this week. These are two really big pieces of news. Thank you to the European Investment Bank and the Harvard and Yale protesters for working to get money out of the fossil fuel industry. Next week. As I said, I'm going back to the junk house for the next two weeks. I had planned to pre-record a few episodes to release while I'm gone, but I don't think I'm gonna have the time. So I'll be back in mid-December to talk about gift giving that doesn't wreck the planet, starting with my gift to myself. I hope you'll tune in. Hey, I need your help. The holiday season is approaching. And with it, countless trips back home or abroad, feasts of roast beast, both tofu and not, and gift giving that's both naughty and nice. In December, I'm going to talk about gifts. And I want to hear your ideas on how to give and receive gifts that are gentler on the climate. Do you ask for experiences rather than physical presents? Do you make things to give your loved ones? Or do you... Throw it all overboard and say, No, I'm not going to celebrate any of these materialistic holidays. Leave me a message on Anchor or drop me a line at lisa at I'll feature your ideas and tips all next month, so consider this your gift to me. Thanks. Thanks also to David from Kvents for letting me use his music. And thanks to you too. Since I got back from my summer of house cleaning, I've been humbled by how many people listen to this podcast. This has been a labor of love for me, and I appreciate you giving me a listen. Feel free to drop me a line with your climate tips, things you like or don't, or just a kind word at lisa at myclimatediet.org. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lisa pettibone, And don't forget to rate My Climate Diet on Apple Podcasts. That makes it easier for others to find me and start their own climate diet. Because if everyone went on a climate diet, it wouldn't be the end of the world.